Hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode, so if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. And also, we missed something last week. We did. Yeah, last week was the first episode of year four. Mm. We've been doing this for three solid years. Done. Wow. 162 episodes. That seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot. We're uh, we're over 300 hours of content. That's a lot of content for yeah. 12 listeners. It's, so, like, good job. Yeah. Good Any job. Any of you that have listened to this whole thing, like, why? Yeah. Like, I, comm- okay? I commend you. I don't think I have listened to all Is of it. Is this a cry to for help? <laughs> Do you need friends? Right. I'm happy to be your friend. I, I consider, if you've listened to all my episodes, we probably are your friend. 100%. So thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Uh, too soon. Yeah. No, it's okay. Thank thank you for being a friend. At least I'm not singing meatloaf songs. Uh, I'm, that is too soon. Doing Louis Anderson stand-up. It's always too soon for doing Louis Anderson stand-up. Unless yes. you're Louis Anderson. And Yeah. And then it's just right. That's just right. <laughs> but sadly, he will not be doing this anymore. So right. uh, anyway... So we are drinking cider with, uh, with yeah. Booze. I'm trying to like drink up the cider which mm-hmm. we had in our fridge for too long. So I'm like, you know what? It's, I'm just gonna put bourbon in with if it. If it's a little off, who knows? Right, no, Bur- bourbon solves all all issues. I, in my experience, mm-hmm. yes, or at least it makes you not worry about the ramifications. It also it also has a spoonful of our kids had um, like hot fudge sundays. And so a spoonful of the caramel, ah, I like stirred it I into. I thought our I drink. was detecting something a little like right because I was yeah. like, I don't want to waste this like literal one like milliliter of caramel. <laughs> but, so this is the, but, the moment where you get but, into Lisa's food security issues. But <laughs> but I'm gonna stir it into our drinks because yeah. that way we like you know don't waste, waste it. Waste not waste. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so how's your week going? Mm. I mean, you know, Not great. it's fine. It's oh. fine. I got uh, some friends with the COVID, so I brought them some food. Yeah. Um, That's just becoming a background noise at this point. Yeah, it's is... like what I do. Like, yeah. if you COVID and you're local, like... At me. Yeah, at me. I will bring you some mac and cheese. At designparent. At, right. On it, Twitter. My mac and cheese is delicious. Podcast at designatedparent.com. Right. Let me know if you're dairy free and gluten and I have like gluten intolerant and I have other recipes for you. Or if, you know. Yeah. I think we talked about that last week, vegan. but you're, 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 you're still doing it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, right. it's like a side, side, side hustle that is. <laughs> it's a hobby. Yeah. It's, it's a, a hobby. hobby. It's not a hustle because a hustle would be money coming in. <laughs> A hobby is money going out. So it's a right. side hobby. It's, it's a hobby. So, yeah. My week has been dominated by things breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, customers have been crazy this week at work. My I'm actually having to work like 40 hours a week, and it's bullshit. 
Right. You had to work like it's a Sunday and you had to work this morning yeah. for like two and a half hours. And I was like, ugh. Yeah, I know. I'm like, this is not okay. But it's so infrequent that this kind of stuff happens. It's just really weird that it's all stacking up this week. Mm-hmm. Um, our car is broken. Yeah. Transmission's out. But it's covered by warranty, so we just got to have to mm-hmm. get it in to get it fixed. So it'll be inconvenient, but not financially devastating. Right. Our washer broke, so we have to buy a new washer. Yeah. So... I feel like this happens a lot in the wintertime. Yes. Like, in the wintertime, our washer's just like, fuck everything. I blame maybe, sweaters. Yeah, maybe they have, like, seasonal affective disorder. Well, I maybe think Maybe they it's... just need more sunshine. I don't know. Well, like, in the summer... You and I will have entire loads of laundry, like it's our entire week. That's like one load of laundry. Mm-hmm. In the winter, it's like three sweatshirts and we're out. Right, like, and that's a load of laundry. That's a load of laundry. Um, I'm not a big dude. I'm not a little <laughs> dude, but I'm not a big dude. But like, sweaters are like sponges, and so I can. They take see... up so much room. Yeah, it's true. And they take up so much water. So I think once you start throwing a lot of sweaters and sweatshirts and uh, you're wearing a sweatsuit onesie right now. I'm wearing a sweatsuit onesie. You have have, three of them. I have three of them in different colors and they are my go-to. If they are clean and dry and I am working from home, like... (sighs) Sweatsuit onesie. Sweatsuit onesie. So like, yeah, I I think that's not doing us any favors. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing a giant terry cloth towel But I love sweatsuit onesie but yeah but this is the second front loader we've killed in our marriage yeah so, so i like think maybe... we're done with front loaders i think we're this one's yeah. a, the replacement that'll be here friday is a top loader yeah so all the excitement here this is how exciting we are yeah we had like a big discussion about top loaders versus front loaders and like <laughs> guys it was fine it was fine it is what it is we are we're fine but yeah so that's that's been my week. It's not great, but again, it's not terrible. It's and not I have the no worst. right to re- complain that, like, mm-hmm. uh, this machine that has only existed for like 50 years of human existence. Right, right. You know, that replaced literally beating your clothes against a rock <laughs> in the creek out back. Oh my God. We would just die. Like, yeah. we would just have dirty clothes all the time. Yeah. And just be like, whatever. Your clothes are dirty. I'm not saying our it. kids don't wear the same clothes every day to school. And I'm like, no, I mean, you can't. No. The amount of times that I pulled our uh, children aside and been like, hey, I just did your laundry and there were three pairs of underwear. And like, that's not okay for a week. No. Like, has been all of them. <laughs> all of them have got that pep talk. All of them have got that pep talk. And be like, hey, guys. Change your underwear every day. Do you have enough underwear? Like, <laughs> I haven't bought you a new pack of underwear in like years so, so like maybe you don't have enough do i do i uh but also none of my kids have butts so like they're all just wearing like size 4t undies oh my god so small so yeah small. it's eh, eh. again it is what it is when you don't need the length for any reason it's <laughs> like they just are waistbands then and you're like i mean it's fine it's fine it's all fine yeah mm-hmm. enough good about my kids underwear Yes. Probably way too much, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this is the content that our dear listeners tune in for. I'm not sure what they're tuning in for. Who even knows? It's, it's I should do some surveys. <laughs> you know, like NPR is like, hey, we need to go online and do this survey so we can see what our audience is like. And right. Like, how much money do you make and how liberal are you? And you're like, uh, and not you're much. Like, and not much and very? Increasing? Yeah. Yes. Um, 
but no, I don't know. It's yeah, maybe you guys like how much money do you make? Can you send me some? Like really, please. Right, and that's all we care about. Yeah. Um. No, it's a fine. You you don't have to send me money to no. listeners. It's I mean, okay. we we sponsor this podcast out of the kindness <laughs> of our hearts <laughs> for fun. Yes. So it's fine. It it is not that expensive so anyway but we watched a movie indeed we did we did watch a whole movie <sighs> this per- movie first off it's executive produced by none other than adam sandler adam sandler adam sandler executive produces yeah. a lot of random movies happy Ma- was this a happy madison production i didn't catch that i don't i don't think I don't it was but it would not surprise me um but this movie Stars Kevin James as Scott Voss. Kevin James as Scott Voss. And Scott Voss as Tattooed Man at Factory. <laughs> yes. Which is weird. Yes. He's um he's apparently some sort of stunt performer or something. Yeah. So anyway. But um anyway, so Scott is a um teacher. A high school biology teacher. We meet him. His first, like, the first day we meet him, he's woke up late and he's trying to sneak into his class. Yeah, he climbs in through, like, a a second floor window. window. Yeah, it, somewhere. It, it is, like, not a first floor window. It's definitely, like, a second or third floor window. Mm-hmm. Because he's late. And so he climbs through the window. Yeah. And kind of flops onto the floor. And his principal's there waiting for him. He's like, yeah, we've talked about this. If you were late again, I was going to duck to vacation days. So you're down. Joke's on you, principal. <laughs> Teachers don't fucking get vacation days. <laughs> they get two. They get two personal days. <laughs> a year. A year. So, like, that would be rough. Yeah, imagine that's, like, half your time. But then again, he is using it to come in late, and mm-hmm. the principal is in his room, so there's an adult there. Right, watching these children to make sure it's not just, like, fucking chaos. Right. Uh, and he's like, you can't do that to me. I was like... Teacher of the year. He's like, yeah, that was 10 fucking years ago. Like. Right. Now now you're just like a sad sack. Yeah. But obviously this man's got tenure. So mm-hmm. he can't do much other than just kind of make his life a little more miserable than it already is being a high school biology teacher. Question. Worst class to teach in high school. Ooh. I mean, sex ed is up there. Yeah. Which I feel like biology is probably next door to. Yeah. That like, was probably the original draft. Mine was in, like, health. Oh, gosh. Oof. Uh, sex ed would be rough. Driver's ed would be rough. Um, you're in Ohio. We don't do t- driver's ed in school. Oh. No. Okay. We do sex ed, though. Mine was taught by the, um, I think it was the girls' basketball coach. Was it just pretty much, like, if you have sex, you will get gonorrhea and die? No, because <laughs> um, looking back with hindsight, I'm pretty sure... Uh, she was not, I mean, traditional in her, my, my dance coach was a lesbian and she was out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't think she was out. Well, at least she wasn't out to the students. Yeah. No, mine was out. Mine was like my girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, we, yeah. I, I mean, looking back at hindsight, I'm like, I mm -hmm. think there was something going on there. Um, there was also a certain demographic of like the theater department that like hadn't found yes. the English teacher yet that yeah, really so, latched on so to many, that teacher. So many theater kids just like, yeah, looking for their English teacher. Yeah, it's true. You all know it. Yeah. 
Um, but like, I think they kind of, some of them kind of latched onto her as well. Okay. Okay. So like, now that I'm like, you know, I was an oblivious high schooler, I have to say, and putting it together. I'm like, uh, yeah. so she taught you sex ed. Yeah. I don't remember anything of it, but like, <laughs> you're like, can't confirm. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the... I'm, I'm that like straight, straight teeth emoji. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like they're getting ooh, into details. So, yeah, but like, oof, that would be so. It'd be the worst to teach. It'd be the worst. Schoolers. It'd be the worst. But um, like, I think like gen ed music also would be terrible because you're like, so you have to take some sort of music class. You can right. take orchestra if you want to do that. Band if you want to do that. Chorus if you're like. Right. So all, lowest the people, common denominator. all the people who are into music already took all of those electives and all the people who aren't into music and have to just take this fucking class. Yes. They're end up in your class. Exactly. I think gen music would be mm-hmm. terrible, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly think being locked in a room with a bunch of high schoolers for like eight hours a day is terrible. I mean, I don't know. And that's uh, before Corona. Yes. And Um, 6% inflation. I don't mind teenagers. Teenagers are kind of fun. I like that they're like, they all come in with like built-in bullshit detectors (laughs) where they're like, you don't care about me. I don't care about you. Like, let's go back. We're both here because we're fulfilling some sort of legal obligation. We're both here because we're fulfilling legal obligations. Like, you do you, I do me, and then we'll like, you know, break. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't mind teenagers. Teenagers are kind of really, really fun because they don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and also they're like discovering who they are, which is interesting. That's always like an interesting journey <laughs> for me as a semi-formed human. I'm not gonna say a fully formed human, but as a semi-formed human to be like, oh, you know, like mm-hmm. you're discovering you. Like, good job. But I think all of the parts of teaching that are not teenagers. Is the worst. <laughs> administration right. and also parents, parents. Like parents, other teachers, my boss, like all of that bullshit. I'm like, oof, no. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, like, all the times I dream about, like, just quitting my job and doing something else, mm-hmm. teaching is never one of them. Teaching is never one of those. You're like, maybe I could be a day trader. <laughs> no. Like, maybe I could be a luthier. Like, just make violins and guitars and those things. That'd be fun. That's a real interesting job pivot. It would be. Okay. But okay, good to know. I'm not here for it yet. I'm not okay. there yet. Yeah. When I walk in the house and they're just, like, all these fucking lutes. <laughs> I'll be like, uh... Oh, Adam snapped. <laughs> what is this? I mean, it's, like, cheaper than therapy. I mean... That's true. Thank, yeah. Thanks, America. Thanks, America. Anyway, so um, we established that Kevin James, Scott Boss, is not a good teacher. No. Um, he ends up leaving his room to go get some snacks out of a vending machine and hears music, which draws him towards, like, this window that looks over the orchestra room. It is, it is like a... <sighs> Wreckable? No. Well, you ever you ever seen a racquetball? Have you ever been in like a YMCA where there's like a second hallway oh, above so the racquetball courts? Yeah. yeah. I I was thinking um like a like a medical amphitheater. Oh yeah, like a 
surgical theater <laughs> where you like watch people do surgery <laughs> uh, but he looks down he hears this music You're like that's pretty good and um so he drops down into the room itself and meets the director who is the Fonz. the Fonz. the Fonz is in this fucking movie what did he owe to adam sandler i mean i don't know maybe he had a lot of debts maybe he has like fulfilled all of his levels as a human and now he's just doing like all of the bonus levels. Yeah. Like maybe this just fulfilled some bonus levels. So it's like for a him. side quest to the main story <laughs> that he's uh, gotta do. A hundred percent. He's like, oh no, I did I did all of my like being a human shit. And now <laughs> Yeah. Now we're doing this. Now we fulfill all the bonus levels. And uh and so um he's trying to get um Martin, the music teacher, to to cover his bus duty because he doesn't want to because uh, he's a terrible teacher. I, I get I get the notion that they're friends. This is not the yeah. time the first time they've met. Like no, they no, are no. friends and they interact. I feel like most of the teachers in a high school would know each other, at least by name. There's and only sight. Yeah, there's only so many of them. I mean there's like forty people tops in a big school, maybe. I mean maybe a hundred. Maybe but 100, like but, and still. They, but they all have the same lounge. You know, yeah. like you'd see people around. You'd be in on training and like this does not seem to be a huge school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe it's fine. But uh, while while Scott is trying to talk Martin into taking okay. his bus duty, Martin gets a phone call and takes it. Finds out his wife is preggers. And I'm He's like, pregnant. oh, something bad is happening to this man. Right, right. Like obviously. instantly, obviously. Um, because he's Henry Winkler. And his wife is 48. He's like, can a 48-year-old woman get, get pregnant? And he's like, yeah, I mean, it would be... It I, happens. It's not a question for me. That's more of a fertility doctor kind of thing. But, like, <laughs> sure. Wait, how old are you? And Henry Winkler just goes, old. I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> but they're expecting. So, so like, like, good for them. Good for them. It is unexpected but joyful. Sure. But very early. And they're not telling anybody yet. Right. Cool. So, like, Kevin backs out again asking... Mm-hmm. assuming Martin's going to take bus duty. He was shell-shocked and not in a position to argue. So, like... We're like, went, sure, 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 I'll take bus duty, no problem. Yeah, he's just like, okay. So then we cut to a meeting, a, t- a school meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's the principal and the vice principal kind of outlining what's going on, what's up. And he's like, listen, we ain't got no money. Right. As you know, we have been... uh like at a deficit for the last several years. So, so you're not getting your pay raises. In fact, we're going to take back a pay raise. Uh we're cutting all extracurriculars uh including um like um the music program. The whole music program. The whole music program is gone. And they're like, "What about sports?" And they're like, "No, no, no, sports is staying." <laughs> sports is no, no. You understand like the sports like they're our top line donate like the sports boosters are our top line donation. Like we get mm-hmm. more money out of sports than anything else. We got to keep them. Yeah, but like they get you do uniforms every year. Yeah, well, you know. I'm like, "Well, could you still get money and maybe do do uniforms every other year, maybe?" And- right, right. Like, and they're like, I mean, the sports, the sports fa- boosters are real hard asses about where their money is going. Yeah, they want it on sports first. Anything right. left over can go to that annoying academic right. stuff. But because uh, they're athletic supporters. Yeah, and like Fonz is standing up and like yelling about all this stuff, and then um, Scott Foss stands up. He's like, "Listen, you're just cutting the music program because the only way you can fire Martin because he's got tenure." And they're like, yeah. And it's like, and it's like a really shitty thing to do to somebody that's having a baby. And everybody's like, oh, you're having a baby. And Martin's like, I told you not to say the thing. 
It's early days. He's like, but like, how much could it cost anyway? Maybe we can like pass the hat and like just fund it. Like it costs $48,000 to run a music program, which probably is just Martin's salary. Yes. At this point, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like they're doing too much else. And so boss is like, oh shit. Okay. Well, well, we'll raise the money. We'll get it done. Cause like, he's feeling bad about outing the pregnancy thing. So he's like, right. Right. And also like, I don't. I don't know what stirred up in him this, like, desire to really help his friend. But, Selma yeah. Hayek. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> Selma Hayek is in this movie, guys. She is, in fact. So Being, she... like, her just vivacious effervescent self. She's like, fantastic. She is so delightful in every movie I've ever seen her in. Agreed. Yeah. She's a delight. But she's uh, she had come in during this meeting and they, uh, well, I'm not going to call it flirting. I'm going to call it textbook sexual harassment. Yeah. Yeah. He 100% is like, hey, babe. And she's like, don't call me babe. <laughs> and he's like, all right. So, like, I've asked you out and you're just, like, not saying yes. So how about I ask you out again? She's like, you've done it 15 times and it's right. still no. It's still no. Um, that would be hostile work environment to a T. Just so yeah. we're clear. And I was like, guys. To my children. I was like, do not ever ask out people while you're working. No. Like, no. no. You can ask them out after work. If you have interactions with them outside of the workplace. If you have interactions with them outside of the workplace, you can ask them out. But you cannot ask them out, like, while they're on the clock. No. It's not okay. No, not okay. Not ever. And you cannot do it 15 times. Right. Coming on 16. Take a fucking hint. Yeah. That is not okay. Not okay at I'm going to say of all the lessons in this movie, this is the one they miff on the worst. Is like hostile work environments and um, not sexually <laughs> harassing the school right. nurse. It's not, it's not chill. No. No. It is not. No, it is not. Right. So, like, did we have a whole sidebar conversation about how that wasn't cool? We did. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think he's kind of, he's struck out with her and he's, like, looking for some sort of validation or maybe to get on her radar as a good person, I think. And also making up for Martin, like, outing him as his wife being pregnant. Like, there's a whole lot of things that are going on in his brain that says, it's this is a good time to stand up and say, we'll raise the money. Right. So that's what he does. And he's like, all right. But, like, how the fuck are we going to do that? All right, and the principal, Greg. Yeah. I don't know his name in this movie, but, like, he's always Greg in yeah. my mind. <laughs> yeah, that is the actor's name. And he's like, listen, money's got to be in by the end of the year. If you can't if you can't hit the money on, you know, if the money's not in the budget at the end of this year for us to bring Martin back, we got to let him go. Mm-hmm. Like, at summer vacation, he's out. Like, that's when his contract's up. If we can't renew it, we can't renew it. Right. Such is life. Honestly, I mean, the dude's a bit of an ass, but also Scott is a lot of an ass, so... Right. Uh, My kids are watching this movie, and they're like, that guy's the worst. And I was like, let's hope he's a dynamic character. <laughs> so they they meet together, and then they're like, all right, so what are we going to do? And, the, and Martin's got some ideas of, like, doing this show, like this one-man show where he does, like, readings and, like, how the importance of music, and... Scott's like, yeah, we could. Yeah, zero people that. are going to come yeah, to that. that. So, so when it happens, Scott shows up, and then the nurse Selma mm-hmm. Hayek shows up, whose name I, she is Selma Hayek. Yeah, I don't know her name, but uh, she shows up, and that's it. And he's like, and they're like, uh, maybe there's some, like people in the cafeteria, and he's like, oh, good idea, I'll go check. And he runs off the check, and um, 
Scott's like, there's no one in the cafeteria. Nah, just the janitor that talks to himself. Okay, well, that's going to really hurt him. He's like, I don't know. He seems a little unhurtable. Like, he seems kind of in his own world. And then he asks her out again. Right, and she's like, again, no. But he does say, hey, if I manage to dunk this basketball, you'll go out with me? And she's like, sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so he runs over and he grabs like a trampoline to jump. And she's like, oh, no, no, this is this is cheating. This does not count. He's like, oh, watch me. So he jumps on the couch. He still totally misses and Mike falls flat on his face. And she's like, mm. she's like, bye, Scott. Yeah. So then Scott ends up at his buddy's house. I did not catch his buddy's name or if it's his brother or what, but like his, this guy is terrible. Uh, it's his brother. It is his brother. Eric. Eric. And this guy's terrible. So he's like sitting on the couch in the basement, like not doing shit, like eating Right. Food. He has like five kids. Yeah. He's got like a bowl of ice cream with graham crackers stuck in it. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, I'm here for that part. In and part. of itself. But like his wife is trying to actually run the house and he's not doing anything to help right and he's she's like hey can you like be my partner and he's like no that seems hard (laughs) yeah so another whiff in this whole movie oof yeah he's not a great character uh but then he and like they're kind of talking and kevin's like or kevin james scott he's like hey i need like some more job can you throw me some stuff from your business he's like nah dude my business sucks like first off i hate it but also i had to like lay off two guys one of my guys is losing his house like I can't give you work because it would take work from these guys that actually need it. So, like, sorry, dude. Like, yeah, I, I don't have anything for you. Yeah. Like, maybe you can go back to teaching that, like, uh, citizenship class or, like, night school. You or know, maybe like... we could, like, go pit, bet on the ponies. Mm-hmm. And his daughter's like, hey, dad's betting again. And his wife comes down and, like, berates him in front of his buddy. Like, hey. But also, if you were you gambling don't... away our financial security, you better believe I would berate you in front of whoever the hell was around. Oh, yeah. Like, well, and he's like, I got a little money set aside that, like, Mrs. doesn't know about. I'm like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, okay. I um am of two minds about this. Yeah. There's, okay, so there's a little bit of, like, did you earn that money, like, kind of extra but not taking away from the family right it's about it depends on how you are rolling as a family where you're like you know what we have a kitty that we you know like we each have our own bank accounts and we have a kitty for all shared expenses and you're like okay fine mm-hmm. so it's fine you know like and beyond the shared expenses i don't tell you how to spend your money you don't tell me how to spend my money I'm like that's cool but if you're all like all all in and you have an emergency fund, like... Well, they have, like, six kids, so I think she's a stay-at-home mom, and, like, she he brings in all the money, so, like... Right. I don't know. That's gonna be more of an all-in kind of situation, but also... Right. Like, I do, I, do I feel like everybody needs fuck you money? Yes. Like, yeah. if you're listening, please save fuck you money. The money to get out? The money to get out. Please save it. Yes, do it. It's important. It's important. Or at least have access to... Yeah, have access to the money you need to get out. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But anyway, she comes down and, like, rips into him, and, yeah, he, he earned it. The, the the concept is their marriage is terrible. Yeah. And he's under a lot of stress. Worst. He's terrible. Yeah. Uh, she's frazzled. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and reacting not unreasonably to his terribleness. Yes, yes. So. And he's like, it's okay, I'll just go, like, whatever. Yeah. So next thing is him is Scott in the citizen class and he's mm-hmm. trying to teach these people and it's all muddled and confused and they're not understanding what suffrage is. Also, like he's not a great teacher. No, 
He's not being engaging. He's not meeting them where they are. Like, he is, like, leaning pretty hard on shame, where he's like, come on, guys, we, like, went over this for, like, 45 minutes last week. Yeah. And you're like, you don't always have the same exact group of people every time. (laughs) Right. Well, and also, like, a lot of these people, like, he says something and somebody repeats it back to him. He's like, no, 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 we're not doing repetition right now. Like... You can tell, like, the English isn't great. The cultural understanding isn't great. There's a lot of barriers there mm-hmm. as they're trying to learn the citizenship stuff. And he's, yeah, like you said, he's not, he's not helping. Right. He's not, doing, he's not doing the work. And there's one guy in his class called Nico. Nico. Who pins him afterwards. He's like, hey, can you, like, give me some extra help? And Nico's English is really good. Nico's English is really good. He was the one person that was like, suffrage is the right to vote. And he was like, yes, it is. Yes. And he's like, so the problem with Nico is Nico's, he's Dutch. Yeah, he's from Holland. Holland. And so he's, his English is good, but he's trying to understand the American government system and it makes no fucking sense. But that's only because the American governmental system makes no fucking sense. It's true. Yeah. You're like, so electoral college, like if anybody has to take a test, they come from any functioning democracy. (laughs) Right, and they're like, but this is American democracy. And they're like, why you got all this shit in here? Wait, you okay, so you guys were like the first draft of this? Yeah, so have you updated it? We fucking haven't. <laughs> and you're like, cool, 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 you, cool. You understand, France is on like three revisions now, right? Like, Right, right. Yeah, everybody else is kind of like... like, America, we got it right the first time. And they're like, did you? Did you? you? Mm, did you? Did you? Mm, didn't age well. Anyway, he's like, but listen, hey, can you come up over and give me some some extra tutoring? Uh, and, and I'll make it worth it. And he's like, okay, cool. He first kind of doesn't want to do like, it. He's like, I could use the money. But I could use the money. Yeah. So he goes over to Nico's and they're watching UFC. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, what's this guy doing? He's like, he's like, I thought I was supposed to be here tutoring. And he's like, as soon as this fight is over, we will like, get to tutoring. Yeah, like, you're, you're a little bit early, but like, we'll, we'll get in there. And the... In, Kevin or Scott is looking at him. He's like, hey, you should just do like a double leg sweep and like pick that guy up and throw him. And he's like, and then he does that. And they're like, hey, you know what you're talking about. He's like, ah, I used to wrestle in college. Like I. And they're like, oh, wrestlers make really good fighters. Like, like they sure. under, they understand a lot of the like body movement and whatever. Yeah, the kinesthetics of it. Yeah. And um, then somebody just throws out. I was like, yeah, that dude made 10 grand for that. And he's like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah. He, but guy he lost. That, he lost. He's like, yeah. He would have made 50 grand if he won. He's like. Oh. He's like, well, I can fucking lose. For 10 grand. For 10 grand. And um, this is the seed. Mm-hmm. This is the moment. This is the moment where, like, you're like, okay, so this is the movie. Mm-hmm. So he goes to see, next day you see him, Marv, he's like, listen, I'm going to, like, get into UFC fighting, and I'm going to figure this out, and I'm going to make his money. <laughs> and Martin's just like, this is a terrible like, plan. You cannot do this. This is bananas he's like no 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 listen listen like all i have to do is lose like i don't even have to win i just have to get on the card i have to fight i lose i can do it a couple times a week like that's a couple grand each time right i'm real good at losing (laughs) it's like and then martin just leans in very earnestly goes listen if you're going to lose i am going to help you lose (laughs) and he's like thanks so um let's do it so next day scott's at his citizen class he's like listen guys i'm quitting 
I got another thing. And everybody's all super confused. And he's like, I believe in you guys. You guys will be citizens. And like, right. Miguel, like, Welcome to America. You're as good as like here or whatever. And Miguel's like, I am citizen. And, and like just kind of muttering to himself. And so the class ends and Scott pins down Nico's like, hey, listen. I want to be a fighter. And Nico's like, uh, no. Right. You were 42. You're a biology teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I don't think I can get you into fighting. And he's like, but I don't have to win. Like, I just I, I just, just have to money. be a body who gets, like, his ass beaten and uh, and gets the money. Yeah. And Nico's like, no, no. It's really dangerous. Like, you get real fucking hurt. <laughs> and so uh, Scott's in like, well, I'll tutor you for free if you teach me to fight. And he's like, okay, fine. By the way, here's how we're doing this. There's a fight this weekend. You're up, big boy. Right. Let's you're showing up. Trial by fire. Also, I'm going to point out. So, uh, Kevin James, mm-hmm. famously not a svelte man. Mm-mm. He uh, definitely king of queens. Kevin James was uh, quite a large dude. Um, right. Ball Blart, big guy. Right. This this Kevin James is like middle of the road. Yeah. This Kevin James. Well, at the beginning of the movie, he's got a few extra pounds on him. I think he's dressing heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this point, he's he's. Dress, you know, he's he's big Kevin James. He's he's little for Kevin James, but he's bigger. Yeah, and he's looking a little pudgy. Like, sure, sure you know. By the end of this movie, spoilers, Kevin's lost like good fifty pounds. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> and really tightened up. <laughs> I'm like, this whole movie wow. was like, I want to learn. How to be a UFC fighter and have someone else pay me to do it. This movie was Kevin James's weight loss plan. Right. This movie was Kevin James's weight loss plan. This movie was, uh, like... (sighs) Fabs? You're gonna say Fabs. Yes. When he did that movie where he was a chef. (laughs) Just to learn how to be a chef. Just to learn how to be a chef and you're like, you know, you could have just read a book and shit. Yeah. You can avoid lessons. And he's like, no, dude. (laughs) I need a studio and a food pay, truck and a food truck to like pay me to learn how to do this. So this is Kevin James's like, I'm going to get it. I need to lose a few pounds. I need to get in shape. So I'm going to like recruit several UFC personalities to be in this movie with me. There were a lot of UFC personalities and, in this movie. And they're going to get me in shape and teach me how to fight. And it's going to be cool. Also, I wonder if Kevin James actually did wrestle in college. I don't know. Maybe. Wouldn't surprise me. Who knows? But anyway, but Nico's like, all right, so here's the deal, dude. There's a, sh- there's a shot this weekend. You're in. You want it? You want to fight? You're going to fight. We're going to throw you trial by fire. You start in the cage. Yeah. Okay. Then cool. And then Miguel shows up and he's like, I am citizen. And he's like, no, no. Yeah, we, we, we got to talk about that. We got to walk not, and talk here. You're buddy. not a citizen. No, no, there's some work to do yet. So um, next shot is Marvin in the basement with Scott. They're training. And mm-hmm. Scott's basically just like kicking this mattress that, that the Fonz is holding. Right. So our kids who are watching this were like, and. Uh, <laughs> Marvin's complaining about Marvin how it hurts. Marvin is like, oh, this mattress is terrible. I can feel all the things. And our kids are like, why didn't they just wrap that mattress around any one of the like fucking 15 poles? In this room. In this basement. <laughs> and I was like, because it wouldn't have been as funny. Yeah. And um, Scott's like, all right. So one thing we got to figure out, we got to figure out the song I'm walking out to. Mm-hmm. Um, the inspiration song, the intimidation song. And Martin's like, I got it. I got it. And he starts written off all this like 
classical music like Bach and Mozart and all this and Kevin and Scott's Kevin's like, like I don't think that's gonna work. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the song, dude. So so they roll up to the fight and they're like, yeah, I just changed behind the tarp. And uh, the Fonz is like, hey, uh, is there someone where a little private, a little more you know discreet, where he can have a little moment to? Him? And they're like. No, dude. No. And he's like, this is embarrassing. And Scott's like, yes, yes, it is. It is. Come with me. <laughs> All of this is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm pulling you away from this situation. So um, they walk behind the tarp and it looks like a Civil War hospital. Mm-hmm. There's a chicken running around and Nico's there. And he's like, oh, you actually fucking showed up. Like, Didn't think you would. Didn't but think that was going to be there. So this is the bottom level of MMA. Um, you're up next. You're like the first show of the ne- day because like. Right. It people, starts at the people bottom. just, like, fucking walk in from the street. It's like the first Tim at church. Like, mm-hmm. nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you, you'll catch it by the third verse. It's fine. Um, He's like, all right. Well, Scott gets dressed. Mm-hmm. He's got a helmet right, and, and shoulder pads. They look like Las Vegas Raiders. Right. He has, like, fucking horns. Yeah. He has horns on his shoulder pads and horns on his helmet. And uh, one of our kids was like, how is that even allowed? <laughs> well, it's not. He has to go. He comes out to Here Comes the Boom and he is dancing. And Kevin James has always been a very physical comedian. Yes. In, yes. The, he does, he in does the Chris Farley kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's dancing and like really getting into it and like really moving <laughs> in ways that a man of his size is. He's quite agile. Unexpectedly. He's quite agile. Yeah. Um, and he gets up in there and he has to like take the stuff off and it's this really weird, awkward moment of trying to take it off. Cause like, clearly they didn't plan this part. They're like, right, yeah, I'll get like, up and then we'll take uh, it off and then I'll fight. You got, you got, you can't fight with that. You got to like take all off all the horns and shit. Right. And so, um, they get ready to fight. They do the tap the gloves things. The, the horn goes off. The guy from the other side comes out, n- just jumps, puts a knee on Kevin's chin Mm-hmm. And he's out, right? And he's out in like ten seconds. Yeah, coming out the on the fight a was like not even a minute. Yeah, which I mean, he's way down on the undercard, so like, who cares? But right? Like, nope. The guys in the audience are probably like, "Oh, dude, did you <laughs> see that?" Right? That was oof. Like one of those fights that goes like three rounds and like nobody really wins. It's mm-hmm. a by decision. You're like, oh, that was uh, what mm-hmm. even was that? Yeah. But like, see, it's a like. The high school biology teacher get right, just get the shit bit out punch. of him. Yeah, like you're gonna go, you're gonna talk about that on the way home. And you're like, oof. So, and so next day he's or later he's at the nurse getting patched up, and she's like trying right, at to, the school nurse at the school nurse during school hours. So part of the running gag is the fact that he can't actually afford doctors. Right. Because if there's anything more dysfunctional than the United States education system, right. it's the United, United States healthcare, healthcare system. system. And he's right at the intersection of both dysfunctions. God. Some real dark, dark fucking truth. It really <laughs> is. Movie. So she's got to patch him up. And she's like, so you got knocked cold by a dude in the first round. He's like, I wasn't cold. I was, you know, half I was in, in half and out. out. But I think I saw a unicorn and I wrote it. And then, yeah, maybe I was a little out there. She's like, yeah, you got to stop. Remember This the t- is not good for your brain. Remember the time you accused me of being asleep and I tried to defend myself? <laughs> I do! <laughs> this is a favorite, a favorite memory. I was, I was like, hey, are you asleep? And you're like, no, I'm just real 
relaxed. And I was like, okay, because I thought maybe you were asleep. And you're like, no. I was just over here by the fishes. Right, I was just looking at the fishes. And then I thought maybe I should go look at the mammals. And maybe I was asleep. Because I was in a dream. Like, I literally had dropped into dream state. <laughs> Watching some fishes. <laughs> Watching some fishes. I remember I was at the uh, Cincinnati Convention Center. If, you, if it helps, they were having some sort of zoo. Some fishes event. and mammals. Fishes and mammals. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I just got into the, the car show not too long before that. That, so. it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It was a great moment in our relationship. <laughs> Where I was obviously a totally raw. Obviously asleep, but no, not asleep at all. Yeah. And so, uh, also he's very creepy and tries to ask her out again, which he declines. She's like, no thanks, man. So then he goes to Martin's house for some reason. He's like looking for Martin. Right. He's supposed to like meet him after school or whatever. Yeah. And she talks to him and like, there's musical instruments strewn all about. And he's like, yeah, we had to move him out here. We're turning the office into a nursery. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. Nobody knows yet. Don't tell anybody. He's like, oh, no, no. Wouldn't no, dare. it's going in the vault. It's going in the vault, which is exactly what he told Martin before he blabbed everything. <laughs> and our sister, our uh, daughter was like, uh, he just told everybody in the whole faculty that they're having a baby. And so... Maybe he's not that great of a secret keeper. And he's like, but then he's looking at all these instruments like, does Martin play all these? He's like, oh, no, no. He just repairs them and gives them to the kids that can't afford instruments. Like, that's how he keeps everybody in the school, like, playing. And he's like, oh, like, Martin's, like, Martin's such a good guy. He's like, yeah, that really sucks what's going on at school. And she's like, oh, what's going on at school? And he's like, uh, uh, I mean, nothing. You like, know how school is. <laughs> we... You know, after we we had to get a, a metal detector in front of the teachers' lounge, just one of the one of the other teachers showed a piece. She's like, "Oh my gosh, that's terrible!" He didn't tell me about it. Yeah, he probably didn't want you to worry about it. Is probably what I'm thinking. And now realizing, I have to go now. Bye. Do you want to give Martin a mention? No, no, don't even tell him I was here. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go because he almost spilled the beans because obviously right. Martin hadn't told her. Right, and also uh, Kevin James is the worst at secrets. Yes. So, Scott then walks into school and he drops 750 bucks on the principal's desk and is like, here, or the vice principal's desk. On the desk. vice principal's desk. The old guy vice principal. Mm-hmm. Not Greg. And he's like, and the vice principal leans in and he's like, listen, I'm on your side. I used to be in the marching band. I want this to work. Like, I understand it's just math. So, like, if you can get the math to work. Right. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm on your side. Go get him, Tiger. So, then we go to Nico's gym. Mm-hmm. because Nico had promised to train Scott. Right, and so you gotta show up, you gotta do the training, and we'll make this work. So first thing, um, Nico is, like, doing these, like, fight moves, and Kevin sees him through a glass window, and he walks up, and then he sees, like, all these other people doing the fight moves mm-hmm. towards him. Right, but it's, like, fight moves in combo with, like, dance class. It's disco it's fight like moves. disco fight moves. And dance. I mean, it's just aerobic. Like it's aerobics with a with a narrative that right. And it was like and knee to the head and knee to the head and victory dance. Yeah, like it's very silly. (laughs) And also Miguel, the the guy from earlier, is there. Right, right. The guy who thinks he's a citizen. Yeah. Well, also I feel like Nico was like, yeah, man, you should come to my gym. Like that'd be right. It'll be so fun. Get you in. It'll be great. Like it seems really like maybe Nico's made a friend of somebody. 
Nico seems to be a really cool guy in this movie. Nico does seem to be a cool guy. I, f- I feel like if he approached me in like citizenship class and be like, hey, I have a gym. And I'd be like, I can see that from your physique. <laughs> and your, the fact that your shoulders go to your ears. Right. Like. Right. And he's like, you should come by sometime. And I'd be like, I mean. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I'll, I'll think about it. Also, yeah. I'm like going to bring a friend just so oh, we're clear. A thousand percent. Yeah. But yes. Yes, that. Um, and so Nico gets done with his class, comes out, he's like, yeah, I was teaching, you know, you know, MMA, disco. <laughs> MMA, disco fighting. <laughs> he's like, sure, let's go with that. He's like, all right, so let's do this training. And the training basically consists of Nico putting Scott in a bunch of holds. Right. It's like, okay, now escape. And he's like, you can't do it. You can't get out. You can't mm-hmm. figure it out. And then, then Scott gets frustrated. He's like, listen, all of it, no one can get out of these. Like, I bet I could put you in these holds. And you couldn't get out. And he's like, yeah, sure, let's okay, try let's that. let's try it. And he just promptly gets out of every single one of the holds, like, in 10 seconds, within a second. And he's like, okay, okay major fine. point. Maybe I don't understand he's like, physics. All right, we'll keep working on this. But, like, I got to go to my disco spin class. Right. And, and Scott's just, like, outside this, like, all-glass room as he walks in. He's like, all right, ladies, let's do it. Let's warm up. Let's get those <laughs> legs moving. And I'm like, first off, the way Nico slides between different, (laughs) like, things is fantastic. Yes. He's just here, like, in this hour, I am this, and this is who I am. (laughs) I am the spin class instructor. Like, as he's walking out of the gym from fighting with with Scott, Mm -hmm. he just rips off his shirt, and he has, like, those breakaway warm-up pants. Yes. And then he's wearing a unitard, like a... Like, like a, a singlet, racing, a singlet yeah. racing, like bike racing singlet underneath all of that. Mm-hmm. And just like, just no transition. Just like talking to, to Scott, takes his stuff off, walks in the room and just starts class. Right, right. And he starts class and the lights go down and the disco lights go up and the kids are, and the people are like, woo! And our kids <laughs> are like, what is, is this normal? I'm like, no. And I was a, like, I mean, if you had experience. to ride your bicycle... Uh, for like an hour, wouldn't you want some Lady Gaga and some flashy lights? I think you would. I think so. Flashy blinky lights. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. They're... Not a sponsor of this podcast, but like. They are a sponsor of Lisa's life. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> They're great. She gets the catalog. Right. Yeah. Um. So then we cut to the next fight. Um. Kevin, or Scott. I keep calling Kevin because he's Kevin You know what? He's, it's fine. Fine. Scott's really popped up. He's going into this fight. He's ready to go. Um, and they're like, all right. So uh, Nico's there and Marty's there. And Nico's like, all right, I got like the water and the like bandage kit and all this stuff. Nico or Marty, where's this stool? He's like, I was supposed to bring the stool. Like, yeah, that that was like your job. There was like the only the job stool you had. Guy. Yeah. It's like, I, for- I forgot the stool. He's like, okay, well, fine. So um, Scott ends up just like, laying down on the mat and they're like is he okay he's like yeah he's like he's not allowed to do that he's gonna get up he's like i i know he'll be up in a moment he'll be ready to fight the next round um and so this fight ends up going two rounds and Mm then um it starts pouring the rain down and scott's like oh cool like we're gonna call it and he goes like what this is a baseball like we're fighting in the rain and then they end up like slipping around during round three like it's just mm-hmm. a big giant slip and slide i wasn't clear did he win this fight 
I don't know. I think I might have been... I don't think so. Because he got knocked out the first one. I think he didn't win, but it was like by decision. But he didn't lose either. Yeah. Well, it was like by decision. It wasn't knockout. It wasn't a submission. It was just like, yeah, I mean, the other guy got more hits in than he did. So, like, we're going to give it to him. Right, right. It it wasn't a KO. Yeah. And um, it's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not a great fight, but it's not a bad fight. So then we jump back to school. Okay. Back in school. And the smart girl's crying. The oh, one smart girl from his class. The one smart girl from his class who, like, like, trying earlier went up and was like, hey, I read in their textbook that penicillin was, like, the greatest invention of all time. But I also read an article on the internet that penicillin is what's making all of these, like, uh, quote unquote, like, super, uh, super bugs, which are... Uh, antibiotic resistance so like what what's with that and he's like i don't fucking care man just like sounds like some college level shit yeah like, go like draw on your desk <laughs> like that guy but she's crying he's like what what gives he's like listen my, my, my dad's making me quit music he says he needs help at the restaurant like i can't afford like he can't afford to keep me in this and he's like well i mean you gotta do what you're supposed to do like do what you need to do what defines you and makes you happy but like I guess you gotta listen to your dad too. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not man. paid enough for this shit. Like, just mm-hmm. just figure it out. So then we're on our way to the next fight. Marty was supposed to bring oatmeal. Oatmeal. It's a carbo loading. You know, give you some energy. I, okay. On the way to the fight. Yeah, that's that's too late. Too late. Too late. Well, also, I mean, so carbohydrates do make you happy. They do provide uh, dopamine instantly. So, also, <laughs> I don't know when the weigh-in was. Was it yesterday? Ooh, was it yesterday? Yeah, so if you weigh in yesterday, like, absolutely, you should carbo-load today. Yeah, you should not be carbo-loading yesterday. No. But Marty forgot it, and he's like, listen, I got, I think I got some applesauce I left in the back. Hey, like, Nico, grab that. And, like, Nico is in the back, in the middle, like, taking mm-hmm. up as much space as humanly possible. Right, because his shoulders are, like, five feet long. Yeah. And so he hands Kevin or Scott the um, the applesauce, and Scott just like wolves down. Like, There's cinnamon in this, and he goes, "No." He's like, oh, "All right." Like you see, kind of he's like, mm, "I don't know what's going <laughs> it was, on here." It was homemade. It's like I'm not gonna like disparage your like apple your applesauce, but, but like, like also this is pretty vile. It's gross. So they go to the next fight, and Kevin James had been walking out to "Here Comes the Boom." I.e. the title of this movie. Oh, yeah. That's the title of this movie, guys. Yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah. Um, But there's this, like, little scrawny green-haired dude that's coming out to that song. And Kevin James is like, what? What That's my song. song. Marty, go go pick another song. Do it. Because he and Nico have to stay back and, like, Mm -hmm. figure stuff out. Should have said Nico. Um, Because Marty comes up with the song, Holy Holy... By Neil Diamond. By Neil Diamond. <sighs> Not great. Not a hype song. I mean, it's a good song. It's a great song. But yeah, not not a hype song. Like, if you're going to pick a Neil Diamond song for an MMA fighter. What song would it be? Yeah. I think it'd be Sweet Caroline. Yes, that. <laughs> That that's the only answer I think at that point. Yeah, that's... remember the time we saw we were at like a state or like a little, <laughs> little town fair, and this guy's like, "How about a little Neil Diamond for you guys?" We're like, "Woo, sweet Caroline!" He's like, "Yeah, no, that that that." that. <laughs> He's like, "I don't 
that song, and I was like, why would you even bring him up? <laughs> I thought, what would we? What do we say afterwards? I don't remember. I don't know. Like, what but you gonna... we were definitely heckling the very small time. <laughs> like, in our uh, defense, we were not sober. Uh, we were. I think we were sober, and this is just my very obnoxious personality. <laughs> in our defense, we're very obnoxious. Yeah, in my defense, I'm very obnoxious, even when I'm sober. I am a reverse drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the more I drink, the more reasonable and like soft spoken I become. This podcast notwithstanding. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so this fight goes on, and first round goes bad. Um, Scott's shoulder gets hurt. He's not in good shape. Mm -hmm. And then the second round starts, and just something happens, and Scott manages to, like, windmill punch. Right. He, like, uh, it's almost uh, like he, like, uh, twitches or flails. Like, it's a a very, like, uh, automatic response. Nails this guy right on the chin and drops him. Yeah, he got a, he got a real lucky punch. And the dude is out, you know, hand, you know, the ref runs over, picks up Scott's hand, like, yeah, you mm-hmm. won the fight. He's like, that's great. Oh, my God. And then he projectile vomits all over the other he fighter. He blows literal chunks all over the place. Several times. It is disgusting. <laughs> and then on the way home, he's like... I think maybe that applesauce was right. I think maybe who, that applesauce who was bad. leaves applesauce in the back window of a car all day? And he's like, yeah, I mean, now that you bring that up, that's probably a valid point. I'm sorry about that. But, like, I mean, you still won. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I still yeah, won. So I guess I let's... still won. But also, like, don't do that with applesauce, guys. Right. The container had changed shape. Yeah. <laughs> It was not a good sign. Like when it's, when it's bubbled out a little. Yeah, don't do it. Or don't sucked it. in. Either way is a bad direction. Yeah. And so Scott gets back to class the next day. And the kids seem to. I mean, they're all they laughing. They're all laughing at him. And uh, he's, he's like, can you he, keep it down? Right. He's like, I'm so tired. And my like brain feels like it's on fire. And he asks the big, the uh, Marina. Is yeah. that her name? The, the one smart kid. Uh, to come up to his session and he's like, what's with everybody? And they're like, oh, uh, the video of you as an MMA fighter throwing up on this other guy is like viral on the internet. And he's like, oh, fuck me. (laughs) And they're like, but the music department figured out, found out that you're doing it because you're trying to earn money to save the music department. So we're like, like, we're on your side. So like, you're a hero. (laughs) You're our hero. He's like, I'm a hero. Oh, he's got feels. Right, he's he's starting. But he still then has to go to the nurse uh, and get kind of patched up and looked at. She's, like, wrapping his leg and stuff. Um, and she's like, so why are you doing this? And she's like, I made $3,000 last night. And she's like, fuck me. Like, I made $72 at a bake sale. Like, I thought I was doing okay. Right, right. But, like, this has some potential to, right. like... And also, I should absolutely be charging you for these visits. Yes. <laughs> that you do on school grounds doing during school hours. <laughs> like, we should probably... Like, I know it's your planning period, but it's not but my like, planning period, so... Oof, yeah. Um, And she's like, why are you... Like, why are you doing this? She's like, I don't know, like... The system sucks, and it sucks all motivation out of the kids and the students. Like, we can't... And the teachers. The teachers. Like, we can't we can't teach the smart kids and challenge them because 
we have a bunch of kids that are dragging everybody back, but we can't try to bring them up because like then it would drag back the right you can't kids. you can't speed up for the fast kids you can't slow down for the slow kids like, like you're just stuck in the middle but like that doesn't work for anybody so like we've been doing that so long there's no money there's no budgets we're making like nothing and then they're just like cuts year after year like no wonder nobody like this yeah. is a terrible job <laughs> no wonder nobody cares <laughs> and she's like yeah, yeah, you got a good point. Again, a pretty accurate critique of a lot of American education yeah. system. But uh, then he just kind of pivots out of there by asking her out again. She's like, she's like, you have never even stood up while you've asked me out. It's like, always been from a seated position. It's always been from a seated position. So like, no, if you can't even bother to stand fucking up while you ask me out, like, no. I feel that's a pretty low bar. I mean, he did once try to dunk for her, but like... Yeah. But he yeah. was seated when he made the, the bet, so I guess the chance. <laughs> so then we have another training situation, because uh, Scott goes to Nico, he's like, listen, I want to learn how to do offense, not defense. And he's like, fine, then you learn how to strike, you know, another punch. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is going to be bad, and you're you're going to get beaten. Right, you're, you're going to, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Um, so he's, so he takes him to another gym. Right. Because he's like, Hey, I won four times more when I won than when I lost. Like my body is not going to survive 300 more fights. It's not going to survive 30 more fights, but it can survive 10 more fights. And if I win more, I have to fight less. Yeah. And so he's like, I I see your logic. So let's go there. So they go to another gym Mm -hmm. and the guys puts Scott in the ring and he's like, all right, you got to fight. Which one of these guys? Oh, both of them. And so these two guys just whoop him. Just beat the shit out of him for, like, many minutes. Until it's, they throw a third guy in. I'm going to say it's too long. It is this too long. This whole ordeal is, like, ooh, too long. It's too long to be funny. Yeah. It wasn't... It got it got uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're Somebody still, just knocks Scott out. We're still watching this. Okay. And so um, this does end, and they're like, okay, fine, I'll teach him. Mm-hmm. And then it ends, and then... And then the end is like, your family! Yay! Right, and then they have this, like, big meal together, where, mm-hmm. like, all of these fighters are around this table, and they're eating this, like, kind of elaborate meal. Like, there's lots of courses, and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I feel like this is a reference to uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Oh. Pump It Up or Pumping Iron. I forgot which one it was. Which I did not see. You didn't see that? Um, not surprised. <laughs> what in our relationship would make you think I'd want to see that? Uh, absolutely nothing. But, okay. like, that was one of the things. Like, they were, like, all these poor bodybuilders that all just kind of hung out together and ate together and tried to pool their expenses to survive. So, like... I think that's kind of what they're going for here. But, like, it's a whole thing. Oh, it reminded me of, like, The Godfather. Yeah, where, that too. <laughs> where, like, okay, like, you're you're part of the family. Yeah. Um, And Kevin has this whole plate of food. Scott. Scott. Whatever. Yeah, it's going to happen. Kevin Scott uh, has this whole plate of food. And they're like, what, you don't like my wife's cooking? Uh, and I was like, that poor wife who had to cook for, like, 
40 MMA players. Like, like uh, too many. Yeah. Too many. That's too much protein. Because Scott's not eating. He's just sitting there looking at it. Right. Like, you don't like my wife's cooking? Uh, and he's like, no, I can't move my arms. And they're all like, LOL, 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 yeah, LOL. Yeah. He's like, no, guys, seriously. <laughs> he's I, like, no, I really, I really can't move my arms. Something is very seriously wrong with my arms. So he ends up having to go to the nurse. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he got to the nurse. I mean, I guess... I mean, it's a jump does at he, it. Does he call a cab? Can you imagine calling a cab when you can't move your arms? You're like, um, you're gonna have to come out here and, like, open this door for me, please. Maybe, if, maybe it's Uber. Like, he can, like, use a hand. Like, and, just, like, kind of have it on his Uber. leg and, like, Like, when it. you when you broke your uh, elbow, but could still do your tech job. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But he managed to get to the nurse, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's I, dislocated. They're, like, in a house, though. They're yeah, not they're at, not at her house. Yeah. Maybe he, like, calls her over or has somebody call her call her because mm-hmm. he has her phone number because that's the caliber of stalker he is yeah yeah yikes and she comes over to his house mm-hmm. to relocate his shoulders <laughs> yeah and she's like oh yeah they're totally relocated and he's like she's like you should you should go to the the hospital and again he's like no like hospital's gonna cost me more than i made that fight so right i can't, can't do, do that. that you're my only hope okay so she's like well i've always wanted to try this he's like wait what and she's like uh it's fine i'm just gonna and she starts like climbing all over him. Right, like, like she puts she puts her foot on like one part of his shoulder, and then she like yanks his arm. Well, like one point she like completely climbs on the chair behind him. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, like full on spider monkey. Other than like, it's Selma Hayek like climbing around on Kevin James, which yes. probably checks something else off his bucket list. Selma Hayek is a is a spider monkey. Yeah, that's fair. But he she ends up like putting her foot in his like crook of his arm and pulling and it pops it back in he's like that hurt really oh wait no oh yeah that did it oh i can move again okay like that's all it took and so she she relocates um both of his arms mm-hmm. and she's like yeah i got it first time and he's like wait, this was this was your <laughs> first time she's like uh maybe she's like yeah i don't get a lot of uh you know children dislocating their arms and then their parents just being like, eh, Peppa Beckin. <laughs> no, no, you, you call somebody for that. So he's like, all right, well, thanks. And like, it's kind of a, a moment of her, like, kind of, again, she's she's starting to soft it. Yeah, a little bit. He's starting he's, to wear she, her down. He is wearing her down, yes. Um, so um, then we go to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott's walking to the hall and the vice principal calls him in. The vice principal. And he's like, hey, we need to talk. Or is it the full principal? It's the the great guy. Yeah, the full principal. Yeah. Uh, Calls him and he's like, hey, we need to talk. And it's Malia's father. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, like, why the hell did you tell my daughter to, like, not work at my restaurant? Right, to follow her dreams and shit. Like, I, we can't follow dreams. I don't have a cook. I'm barely keeping this restaurant afloat. If this doesn't work... We're going to be homeless without dreams. So, like, I need her to help. And Kevin's, or Scott's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's not really what that's I meant. That's not really what I said. That's, I mean, that might have been what she heard. I could maybe see where she got that. But, and then the vice principal, or the principal's like, hey, by the way, what's with this fighting thing? And he's like, well, that's a different thing I do after after school, not on school grounds. And like, right, it's a hobby. It's like, yeah, but, like, you're making bad decisions and put your body at risk, which is not, like, what we like to see from our teachers. And he's like, well, I mean, it's a hobby. Like, it's just, like, a thing where, you know, I, I do for 
for support and money and it's it's a side hustle and like he's like you don't get to tell me what i do right right off off campus and he's like yeah but like i expect you to be giving your all to the school and like doing everything you can he's like listen asshole i do give my all to this school i'm doing everything i can i'm trying i've tried i've done everything i can but this place just keeps sucking worse every year so like i'm trying to earn money to like support the music program that's my whole plan get off my back i'm doing more for this school than you ever have goodbye <laughs> like fuck you <laughs> yeah and so he like marches back to his room mm-hmm. like full of like piss and vigor yes yeah real hot and coming in real hot and so what does he do he draws an amazing cell. Oh, yes. With, like, mitochondria and shit. Mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. Yes. And the the little ER dots. On, the endoplasmic uh, reticulums yes, with the, the ribosomes. Yes. The endoplasmic reticulums. All that. Endoplasmic but, reticulum is one of my favorite phrases that actually exists as a thing. It's a, it's a good word. Like, that's so, not some bullshit some, like, screenwriter <laughs> made up. That, that's a thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the ER. Uh, the little dots. But yeah, draws an amazing cell, and uh, people are walking in to his room, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, "We're doing science, motherfuckers." Yep, more it's, or less. Yeah, and he starts um, talking about how cells, like, like stagnant cells, are dead cells, and it's no good. And like, they start talking about how cells repair cuts, and he's like, wiggle around and dancing, and like walking across desks, like Robin Williams, and right, like. <laughs> Like a, like a full, like, oh, captain, my captain moment. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as he's getting, like, worked up, Selma Hayek walks by and kind of sees him and is like, swoon. Yeah. Like, the, oh, look at him sciencing up, and caring about the Yeah, youths. look at him putting actual effort into his job. Right. I'm glad that's not your turn on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they... Uh, the next scene, it's um, Nico training on the stairs. He's, like, running up the stairs with uh, holding the fawns, mm-hmm. uh, Marvin, and, like, just running up. A, or, no, Scott is running up the stairs holding the fawns. Holding Marvin, yeah. And Nico is talking to Malia, who's trying to tutor him on his citizen stuff. Yes, yes. Because Scott has outsourced that to a very intelligent little girl. I mean, honestly... She's much closer to having taken the citizenship test. I mean... Like, if you gave it to me now, I'd be like, I don't know, man. But if you gave it to me in high school, but it, I'd yeah, actually... Yeah. I killed it in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah. And so he can't remember how long the term of president is, so she teaches him a song to Journey, mm-hmm. uh, to Faithfully by Journey. Not even, like, one of the good ones. <laughs> I mean, it's a good song, but it's not, like, their best song. No, but it's Nico's favorite song. So she um, sings about how the president serves a term of four years and he gets it. And he's like, cool. All right, let's move on. Like, yay. Um, And then there's like a montage um, of a couple of different things. One is fights Mm -hmm. of Scott doing all these different fights. He's like doing fights and training, fights, training. And also his classwork, where he's doing class stuff in class. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's learning how to punch and to, like, dodge punches and, like, how to grapple and do stuff. And then, you know, some of his fights he wins, some of his fights he loses. Um, but then he also, would, in the school, he's, like, trying to get people excited and doing experiments. At one point, he rot- launches a Mentos and Coke rocket through the window. 
Uh, and that's kind of Bra- the end of it. Breaks a window, and they're like, oh, man. He's like, I know, science, right? Yeah, by the way, that was your idea. Um, <laughs> by the way, during this whole montage, this music that plays... I don't remember. It was Holy Holy. Oh! As covered by NSX. Sure. Sure. Cause sure. They when co- was this movie made? I have no concept of time. But, like, within the last ten years. Yeah. But, like, they, I mean, it was a good cut to be like, all right, so Holy Holy, the least pump-up song. But, like, the NSX <laughs> version's got some, it's got some legs. <laughs> so, and um, after he shoots the rocket through the window, uh, he kind of, they're all running away, and the nurse kind of catches him and gives him a kind of eyebrow, like, yeah, we- I saw what you did. And she, he's like, yeah, so um, what's it going to take to not... Uh, have you not mentioned that? Would it like? Would it be a date with me? And he's actually standing up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, look at you actually standing up, asking me on a date." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I guess I am." And he's like wearing a like sport jacket and like a like button down and like right, slacks. Like, right. He was he, wearing like basketball shorts and, <laughs> and like a motorcycle jacket and a t shirt with some stains on it. Right. So like he he's done that. Also, he looks thinner at this point. Yeah, I don't know if they just dressed him bigger at the beginning of the movie, or if, like, actually running up and downstairs carrying the Fonz, like... That actually changed him his down body. Who knows? But, I mean, he was always a big dude, but now he's, like, he's he's mm-hmm. lost a lot of weight here. Well, and I think they, they dressed him better, for sure. Yeah. Oh, de- for sure. For sure. He's definitely wearing some, you know, dark on top. Well, and, like, and clothes that fit his body, and not just, like, I'm wearing a giant tent. Yeah, exactly. So, um... She's like, all right, fine. You can bring me to dinner, but uh, I I have high high standards. He's like, oh, well, what do you want? And she's like, cocovine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's no problem. I can definitely I can, make I that. I can definitely make that. And he's like, he kind of walks away, and you see like kind of a moment of panic in his face. He's like, okay. So he's back at his house, mm-hmm. and his his brother. Yeah, his older brother is there, and his older brother is like just like running around the kitchen doing all kinds of stuff getting stuff ready because he's cooking mm-hmm. he's cooking the coca bean right the brother is cooking the coca bean and um this is he's like this is my dream i love doing this shit like my kids just want like mac and cheese and stuff the guys at work don't want to do anything i don't have time to do this but like for my little brother i'll come out and i'll make coca bean this, this is, is so awesome fun. This is so yeah. much fun and he's like huh interesting and as soon as uh, she, like, the doorbell rings, he's like, oh, you gotta go, and kicks him out the back door. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye, and starts plating stuff. Um, and so uh, she tries to, he tries to, like, present the meal and plate it, and it's it's mm-hmm. good. She's like, this is, like, damn good. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but, like. Yeah, like, you, you made this? It. He's like, oh, of course. And he's like, well, the, the place where you ordered takeout from, I want to go to again, because, like, this is good. He's like, no, really, it's oh, homemade. It's homemade. Like, there's, you can see the dishes in my kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, you, you did not do this. <laughs> of course I did. Where is Cocovine from? Hung- Hungary? No, French. Well, it no, came to France by by way of Hungary or Turkey. It's yeah, from Turkey. Turkey. She's like, no, dude. Turkey. Turkey is a very poultry centric. <laughs> it's in the name. She's like, no, it's just stop talking. So, like, I don't know what happened, but, like, I appreciate the effort. Um, And she starts talking to him about fighting. And he's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's really fun. Like, but I'm thinking about, like, 
you know, he's like, you can't give up. You got to, you know, like, I'm thinking about a couple more fights, but like, I'm trying to make the last of the money. Right. I only need like $2,000 more or something. Like, and he's really close. Like, he should be able to, he should be able to lose his next uh, fight. And still clear and it. And still clear it. Right. And she's like, I don't think you got what it takes. And so she starts trying to like wrestle him. Mm-hmm. And like he tries to like arm bar her, but she like punches him out, like and gets out of it. And they end up like wrestling into the kitchen, into the living room, and like onto the couch and the floor. They like take out a lamp, and I'm like, I feel like this is a signal. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "Good game," and she leaves. Well, she kind of hurts herself somehow. Like she gets injured. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, yep, no. Gotta go, bye. I think maybe I bit off more than I can chew. Or you are not picking up what I'm laying down. Mm -hmm. And so, well, I'm gonna... Or maybe she was like, okay, I got really close to, like, sleeping with the guy from work. Right, like, and I don't want to. I'm gonna, like, tamp this down. I I don't know. I don't know what her inner monologue was. But it was kind of like... Bye-bye. It was like rolling around on the floor, and then it was like, later. Sorry about your lamp. (laughs) Sorry about your lamp. Yeah. Also, a little cologne goes a long way. And he's like, yeah, I it was in my mouth and I could, it was burning. I'm sorry. And she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe she just got too close and got overwhelmed and like he gassed her <laughs> she, out. <laughs> she's like, I need some fresh air. Yeah, I need, I can't breathe. Next scene, um, he's like, Scott's catching up with his brother. And he's like, hey, that was really great. But like, I got like, I got something I want you to talk about. And also, I, I got to go. There's a thing. So uh, he's, he's got to go to the next fight and um, there's one of the guys from the gym shows up mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I, I I need to tell you this. Like, we're all family. We're all brothers here. But like, Nico turned down a $10,000 UFC fight. Mm-hmm. And Scott's like, say what? So then Scott goes and finds Nico, who is doing um, like yoga what about the thing with the brother? Well, he, like the brother, like he just basically is like thanking his brother and like walks away from that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I got, by the way, I got something I need to talk about later. Oh, and he okay. just kind of hangs it he there. He just kind of hangs it. Okay. And then he's walking away and the other guy walks up. He's like, hey, Nico had a 10K fight that you could have done, but he said no. And so Scott then goes to the gym to find Nico who's doing yoga. And he mm-hmm. sees Scott and he's like, hey, Scott. Oh, wait, sorry. Sorry, sorry. yoga voice. Hey, Yo, Scott. Scott. Yeah. And so he gets out and he's like, okay. Um, and Scott's like, I can, I can do this. And he goes like, no, man, this is too dangerous. Like, understand, this is like an actual ranked fighter in the NFC. He's His nickname is the Executioner. He will take you apart. He's like, yeah. And Scott's like, yeah, but I need $6,000 like two weeks from now. I I can make ten grand just like going down in the first round mm-hmm. and then have four grand to put myself back together and like still... Yeah. And we'll break even. It'll be great. It'll be fine. It's exactly what I need. He's like, but like, I value you as an intact human, so I can't. Scott's like, is this because you never got your chance in the UFC? And he goes like, yeah, I think maybe a little bit. This was a lot of just like, he he really pulled this out of nowhere. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so it turns out Nico had like hurt his neck and can't actually wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. And he, so he's he's out. And he almost had a shot at the NFC, but could, UFC, but couldn't do it. And so um, now it gets all like emotional, and they like end up hugging it out, and and he kind of 
pulls back and he goes like, I'm sorry, it's just me. And also yoga just makes me super emotional. And Scott's like, I, I, I get that. Yeah. It makes like, me emotional too. Uh, yeah. But they agree that he could do the fight. This was a lot of, um, awareness that Scott was just like, oh, it's because of this. And it was like, nowhere. This was did, very weirdly unearned. This, yeah, very weirdly unearned. Like, nowhere was this hinted at in other conversations. You mm. don't even see, like, a montage of, like, them being friends and having real conversations. <laughs> no. It is just like. Oh, I just cut through the bullshit. It's because of this, right? And yeah. he's like, you're right. Hmm. Weird. So, next scene, um, Nico and um, Scott are going mm. to the restaurant to meet up with Joe Rogan. Played by... Played by Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you need to have Joe Rogan in your movie, yeah, you can have Joe Rogan in your movie. <laughs> I guess so. But, uh, anyway. Ugh, anyway. Ugh indeed. Uh, you know, like, I miss the good old days where you just had to have somebody with an older brother that spoke too much pot to get stupid takes on everything. Mm -hmm. Instead of, like, just having it generally in the ether. <laughs> um, and yes, I'm specifically yes. talking about Joe Rogan. Yes. I just... I mean, we have stupid takes on things. Oh, yeah, we do. But, uh, um, but like, you, you, we're not pretending <laughs> that we're experts, <laughs> that we have any clue what the fuck we're talking about. Joe Rogan, if you're listening, you don't know what you're talking about most of the time. And yeah. it's just stop talking. Just stop. Yeah. Anyway, um, but they're at this restaurant and it turns out it's Maria's father's restaurant. Mm hmm. And as they're sitting down, the chef walks up and it's Scott's brother. So that's what he needed to talk about. That was the thing he would left hanging. He's like, hey, I know a guy that's looking for a chef. Oh, okay. I'm going to hook you up with this guy and maybe you two can do a little something. Right. You can help each other out because he needs a chef. Marina needs to be able to pursue music. You need to stop being just this construction the literal guy. worst and yeah. pursue your culinary dreams. It'll make you a better person. Yeah. And so, like, you get this, I get her father off my back, I get her back into, like, track with music and academics. Everybody wins. Yes, it's winning all around. Again, hardly earned. Like, it feels <laughs> like they just kind of crammed that, like, little tidy bow of a package there. But, like, eh, whatever. But the chef comes by, brother, drops off some appetizers, describes them, and everybody's just like, okay. He's like, they're best consumed hots. And just stands there, and they're like, right, but we're trying to talk about a thing right now, so, like, can you... Can you, like, go somewhere else? And, like, two of the three guys have no idea who this guy is, and Scott's <laughs> like, hey, buddy, I'll, well, I'll I'll make it up to you later. You're, you're like, being weird. You're being a little weird here. And so, um, they discuss, and it's basically like, hey, I want to fight, and Joe Rogan's like, cool, you can fight, and they're like, cool. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know why we needed all this set up for, like, a... Two-minute conversation. Not even two minutes. It yeah. was so short. And then just, like, Joe Rogan stands up, grabs an appetizer, and walks out. I'm like, wouldn't you just stay for dinner? Like, you're in a restaurant. It's dinner time, allegedly. Like, Yeah, yeah. But I guess, around. like, he's a mover and a shaker, and he's too important. He has many other fake dinner yep. uh, meetings to go to mm -hmm. across town. Right. And therefore, he just, like, must eat a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, a little, there's a little cabbage roll of some sort. Yeah. And then he rolls. So then we're at the airport and they're getting ready to leave. Um, Mar Martin's wife walks up and is like, I really appreciate all Because the fight is in Las Vegas. Right. And so they got to fly to Vegas, which I guess is going to eat up a chunk of their budget, but whatever. Yes. Or maybe that's part of the package. Is maybe, maybe if you, if they will fly you to Vegas for free. Yeah. 
And so um, I have no concept. Where's this taking place? California, I think. Maybe. Somewhere in sure. California. So it's like a two hour Yeah, it's not that long. To Vegas, I think. I think all flights from California have a, <laughs> have a Vegas connection. I think that's just yeah. how it works. Uh, but the wife is very appreciative of Scott and everything he's trying to do. And she's kind of figured it out, I think. Like mm-hmm. they've had their moment off stage. Uh, and while they're talking, like Martin walks over and grabs the guitar from the busker and like starts playing along and mm-hmm. it's cute. And then uh, he starts doing an acoustic ver- uh, version of um, uh, the name of this movie. Here comes the boom. Here comes the boom. <laughs> and then it does transition into like the actual hard rock version. Of here um, comes the boom. Boom. And they they run onto the airport. And then they get to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Vegas. Baby. So there's this weird scene where they're eating the room and they have a food fight. Mm-hmm. Where they don't want Scott to eat anything because he's like trying to make weight and trying not to be lethargic with all this sugar and Right, like, right. And like, okay. but it's so good. And then they just have a weird food fight. Yeah. And that's when they find, like, the phone rings and it's the nurse. Mm-hmm. And she's like, have you seen the news? And he's like, what's the news? Turns out the vice principal he'd been given all the cash to. Right. Uh, got arrested for embezzlement. He took all the monies. And more. And more. It's been, like, millions of dollars over years. And they're like, that's why we can't make fucking budget. Like... That's why everything's terrible is because this guy was stealing all our cash. And she's like, yeah, maybe. But like, also, you you had, you were trying to get 38, or was it 48,000? Yeah, it was like 42,000, 48,000, something, something like that. Something like that. And you, he, he took all of it. He took 30, mm-hmm. you took every You're back to nothing. You, you put in there. You're back to nothing. It's gone. This is a failure. And he's like, so now he's like, I got to get, I got to like, $48,000 and this 10k doesn't matter but I'm signed up for the fight so I gotta go do it anyway but well and if he wins the fight he gets like 55 or 60 well we don't know that yet but he's gonna he's gonna find that out in a mm-hmm. minute oh I so, thought he I thought he knew that in this conversation no you can see the lights gearing because he's like it all the fights have been like a five to one if you win you get five times what you make mm-hmm. when you lose so he start you see the gears starting to turn so it's the it's the fight time it's and time. it's in the big, one of the big arena type areas. Yeah, like Vegas. the MGM Grand. Like, <laughs> yeah, Caesar's Palace. I don't know, somewhere. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. It is very weird. Well, so he's definitely the undercard of some right, bigger he's the fight. First, he's the first fight of the night that happens at like two in the afternoon. Right. And then, like, the big one that everybody came to see is happening at like seven or, or eight o'clock 11 o'clock at night. night. And like, so they're just going to have all day. It's the undercard. Um, and you know, the announcers are talking about how like this guy's up to a few months ago was just like a biology teacher. And now he's out here trying to do it. And as he walks out, holy, 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 or holy, holy starts playing, but it's like different. And it's the entire orchestra from, from his high school. school. And Malia is singing vocals and doing like, she is killing it. Like, (laughs) like, good Yeah, she's doing great. Uh, but I'm like. Wait a minute. Okay. So let's parse this out. Son came home and was like, mm-hmm. Hey mom, you know how much I love to play the saxophone, right? And I'm like, Yes, you do love the saxophone. He's like, Well You know my biology teacher. <laughs> you know my biology teacher, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Voss. And I'm like, Yeah, I heard yeah. you talk about Mr. Voss. Well, 
Turns he, out. Uh, is an MMA fighter on the side, and okay. he's donating all of his money uh, to the music program. And all I was right. like, okay, that's nice. And his final fight is in Las Vegas, okay. and I want to go to support him. So there's there's sixty of you. <laughs> um, how much do flights to Vegas cost? Right, they're not they're not less than two hundred dollars. Maybe not less than a hundred dollars. They're not. Right. They're definitely not less than a hundred dollars. So like, there's thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars worth of airfare. Um, it's late, so I'm assuming you're staying over. Right, right. Also, this is a last-minute decision. This was not something we planned right. in March. Right, and so, <laughs> like, airfare's probably a little higher. Yeah. Um. So we've got, we've got probably, probably $1,000 a kid in this endeavor. Yeah. So why would I pay $1,000 a kid to go to Vegas when I could pay $750 a kid and just save the music program right. and locally? Not, and just not go to Vegas. And not go to Vegas. And if Scott goes to Vegas and wins. He can still donate that money. That that money can still come back. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this was not well considered. Right. And you don't see any parents. No. You just see kids. You do see the nurses there. The nurses there. Because that's who you send with all these kids. Right. 50 kids. One nurse. One nurse. The principal. The principal. That that appears to be... I mean, Martin and Scott are technically there, but they were unaware, mm-hmm. I think. Maybe Martin wasn't, but, like... Yeah. I, well, he had to know, because he had to, like, prep all the kids and teach them the song and get it ready. Yeah, this was, but, like, an elaborate, elaborate ruse. They would have to fundraise to go on this trip... To make to, the money to save the program. To make the money to save the program. This, this makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway... Um, but they're all here to support him. Yep. We believe in you. We're here to play some music and watch you get your ass beaten. Yeah. And also, like, it goes through some clips of, like, the guys back, you know, like, the wrestler guys watching it on TV back in, you know, at their house. And, like, uh, his brother and his wife are watching it. And they, like, seem genuinely happy and, like, raising a glass of wine and everybody's clean and fed. And yeah, in the same it's, scene. it's a real it's a real, real? 180 from uh, yeah, real how, switch. how we met his brother's family earlier, where he was, like, the biggest douche canoe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this is where Scott walks up to Nico and is like, hey, if I win, how much do I make? And Nico's like, it's, I mean, don't even think about it. He's like, no, how much? He's like, $50,000. But like, take to 10 and go. Like, you can't beat this guy. This is the executioner. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill you. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to try to win. He's like, really bad idea, bro. Like, don't mm-hmm. do it. I don't it. support this. So the fight starts. And it is just brutal. Okay, so the executioner mm-hmm. uh, has ridiculous tattoos. Oh yeah, all over his full arms, sleeves, full like full sleeve and shoulder, but his chest and his back are are bare because that like no, his it, back is full. Oh, his back is full, but his, his chest, chest is, is bare. bare. Um, and but like full arm, back, like amazing tattoos. Uh, and our son is like, well, I mean, if professionally your job was like. To look good with your shirt off and beat the crap out of people, like you might as well get some sick tattoos. <laughs> I was like, no, that's that's a fair point, and like the the, like, ta- the tattoos were a big point of discussion during this whole fight scene. <laughs> so, there were some sick tattoos. Yeah, and so the first round goes, and uh, Scott just gets beat to a pulp. Oh yeah, he to the his... point of like not even knowing where his corner is. Yeah, he gets his clock cleaned. He does. 
And so then round two, and it's like even worse. No, this is where he goes to the wrong corner. Round one, he kind of gets back and he's he's knocked for a loop. Uh, he sees like the the medical guy and he's like, hey, it's you. I know you from TV. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, it's an honor to meet you. He's like, sure, whatever. And like, <laughs> and then they're like, you got to keep running. Don't let him take you to the ground. Don't let him strike you. Just don't actually be in this fight away. at all. Just run like, away. Just see if you can make it to round three and call it a draw. And so he's like, okay. And then that doesn't work for round two. That's when he gets his clock cleaned and like tries to go to the one guy's corner. He's like, dude, you're over there. And then he goes to like a middle corner and is looking around for those the seat and they pull him over to his his stool like this is the moment like the ref should have called the fight right and you're like you yeah you need a break like if you see somebody in that condition the fight's over like mm-hmm. you for safety you have to call it like you can't you can't keep that going but like clearly this movie exists in a world where like you know traumatic brain damage is not permanent oh uh, yeah sure so Marty pulls him over. He's like, they're, they're trying, uh, Nico and the one guy are trying to psych him up. And Marty's like, listen, let me do this. Let me say something. And he says, look, look over those kids. You see those kids? And he looks over his shoulder. He's like, actually, they're really blurry right now. He's like, all right, well, they're over there and they're looking at you. And you've shown, already showed them, like, if you can work hard and you put your heart to something, you can accomplish anything you want to. You can get wherever you want to be. You've already proven it. You're the model to those kids. You showed them how much you care. Like, this is what you've given these kids. And if you do nothing else for them, that's fantastic. Now go out there and take a dive and let's get this over with. <laughs> and so it's the final round. And then, and so Scott's out there and like the big guy's throwing punches and Scott, Scott starts dodging them. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, wait, what? Yeah. All of a sudden he like gets his wits back about him. Mm-hmm. And then um, he... Scott starts getting punches in and starts like making a difference mm-hmm. and like so and, yeah tattoos is startled <laughs> yeah and Nico's like why did he lead with this and it's like because I don't know he didn't have an inspirational speech from the Fonz yet like I that, don't know I mean that's why yeah and then like there's an arm bar like he gets put into an arm bar and he's like holding it and like this has been in a scene earlier where he's like you can't let go you gotta hold on to it and you gotta pull it and and keep him from getting the lock and so he he gets out of it he knows what to do he gets out gets advantage again and then he ends up like picking up tattoos right the executioner like by the arm bar by the arm bar leaning him back and then throwing him into the the into the mat and knocks him out and it's over and the crowd goes wild so and, wild. And the nurse runs down to see him and he's like, hey, it's you. Hey, I, I won the thing. I, I got $50,000. We're going to save the music program. And she's like, that's fantastic. He's like, can I get the kiss now? And she's like, okay, fine. So they go to kiss through the like chain link fence that's around the outside of the <laughs> octagon. And they keep missing because so there's like, just this, like. This hole right here. Just... This, this one. <laughs> yeah. It's awkward. It's terrible. And that's their kiss. And like our oldest was like, yeah, that's. Uh, like, I don't know a lot about kissing, but that doesn't seem like a very good kiss. I'm like, you're not <laughs> wrong. Seems unsatisfactory. Yeah. And so it's not great, but like, yay. Yeah. You know, yay. big underdog wins. And so we jump back to school. 
Mm-hmm. Marty is still directing. Uh, and Scott's like looking in through the windows. And he comes down. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, great, great. Everything's doing great. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, the one principal walks in. And he's like, hey, that, that's very sizable donation. It's going to help us uh, keep the music program in the black for a while. That was really great. Like, we really appreciate all you've done for the school. And then Scott's like, cool, can I get that one vacation day back that you took away? He's like, yeah, not a chance. No, that's not happening. Okay, well, this was shot. Um, and then there's like a montage of the citizenship class from earlier, like becoming yeah, citizens. They're finally, and Scott's there. Finally getting their citizenship. Yeah, somehow. And like Miguel gets it and Nico and it's all good. Yeah, because the whole class uh, takes the whole citizenship class took their test together. Yeah. It's like the SAT. That's yeah. how it works. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've never taken a citizenship test like that. Yeah, so me neither. I just was born to it like all good Americans. Anyway, and then that's kind of the montage that ends it. And honestly, we don't know anything else that happens. Like, right, right. does Malia get a college college scholarship for music? Do the nurse and um, Scott hook up and, like, live happily ever? Does the Scott's brother lead the restaurant out of poverty and into, like, Michelin star reviews? Right, right. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, I don't even know how he, like, stopped being such a douche canoe. Like, to his wife. Like, because, like, that is a whole... That should be, like, three more movies. Right. There's a whole whole bunch of stuff that we don't know. Um, Yeah. We don't know. But, you know, we just assume, like, music will help us all and everything's good and better. Because traumatic brain injury is not permanent in this universe. Yeah. What did we learn? What did we learn? Uh, with a modicum of training and a little bit of uh, 30-year-old wrestling experience, you can make it to the UFC in less than three months. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. That seems adequate. Accurate. I mean, uh, does turning to professional fighting seem like the best solution for our school system? It doesn't seem worse than a lot of the other ones. Right. You know what? Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. Which teachers that you grew up with Ooh. would be the most best fighters? Okay. I think my ninth grade English teacher, she could take anybody down. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. She uh, was very large in German. My, uh, I had an art teacher who was uh, pretty fit. Like, he was young and he did a lot of, like, welding and, like... Okay. You know. Yeah. That. Like, <laughs> like metal, metal work. Um, yeah, a lot of my art teachers just were women with very short hair and fingernails. And I was yeah. like, okay, I mean, I see where we're going. You have to have short fingernails. Otherwise the clay gets in it. I guess so. But they. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think they were. Um, I mean, they could probably throw down. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um. I, I didn't know. have, like, that one five-foot-tall English teacher who, like, I literally watched wade into middle of, like, a fight in the hallway. Oh, yeah. And, like, grab someone by the scruff of their neck and bodily throw them out of a scrum. And right. I was just and like, like, whoa. You just moved a 6'2", 200-pound man. <laughs> you are five-foot, like, 170 pounds? Like, what? 
And then we had to go into her classroom the next period, and she was there, and she was, like, vibrating. I was just like... <laughs> so mad. <laughs> wow. And, like, this was an honors class, and we were good kids, so we we're just like, do you need a minute? Like, we can just read here for... Do you need to talk? Like, what? Like, honestly, don't hurt us. That's right. really what we're trying to get here, but, like... So much, have, so much adrenaline. So much adrenaline. That would be wild. What else could we learn from this movie? Mm. Um, I'll watch anything with the Fonz in it. I mean, <laughs> that is not incorrect. No. Uh, I do I do love the Fonz. Um, yeah. There's not a lot to learn in it, this movie. I mean, you know, work, workplace sexual harassment, like... Get shit done. Right. Worked for him. It's fine if she says yes eventually. Right, right. Getting creeped on at work. That's not how that works. Ugh. Gosh. Uh, Yeah, worked fine for them. Also, like, I hate to say this, but her character is so thinly developed. (laughs) She is really sassy. I don't even remember her name. Oh, no, I don't either. Um, I don't know, like, anything about her outside of her like she is never in a scene with another human that isn't scott no no she has no like no independent agency yeah. in this movie yeah you don't know anything about her you don't know if her parents are alive you don't know you don't know like what her favorite flower is like coco veen is the closest thing we yeah, get all you know is that she wanted coco veen it's not a good look people like i mean yeah no she's uh she was a very uh, narrow character. If, uh, what is it? The Betchel test or whatever? Oh, this there's no... There are no two... No there's two, not even two women in this movie. <laughs> no two women have any conversations in this movie. <laughs> Let alone a conversation about not a man. Yeah. Like, it's... it's, it's yeah, a I don't think yeah, women are even in the same room with other women. Well, the only two... There's only three women, I think, that really have lines. It's mm-hmm. Malia. It's... Um, it's the nurse. The nurse. And, um, and Martin's Marty's wife. wife. Mm-hmm. One of them, I know her name. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's how well these uh, that's how well fleshed these out these lady characters, characters were developed. Oh, buddy, do better. Yes. I mean, I know this is an Adam Sandler jam. He was executive producer, mm-hmm. so I don't expect a lot. Well, and it does have that like, what would be funny? Like this scene would be funny. Okay, how do we make that scene make sense? And you're like, fuck if I know. And so that's why it's like cut, 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 cut. Like scene, 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 scene. Yeah, Adam, uh, uh, yeah. Like Adam Sandler writes good SNL sketches, <laughs> and occasionally can loop them in together into a con- cohesive narrative. Yeah, but usually there's there's definitely some like, wait, what are we doing? How do we get here? Yeah, I mean, look at like Happy Happy Gilmore, which is mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, idiot Jack plays plays uh golf right like it's um you know, like it's hockey and you're like oh okay like i can I, I can get some funny situations out of that cool yeah or uh billy madison idiot kid goes back to school you're like okay yeah like that's just a series of sketches that build on each other mm-hmm. this one eh, yeah it's got kind of that vibe there's a little bit more of an arc but even then not a ton yeah not a ton of work so anyway but yeah, do better on the the lady writing, Adam. Yeah. If you're listening, it, was this just Kevin James's excuse to have someone pay him to like get in a gym and learn fighting and like lose sixty pounds? Yeah, maybe like on on someone else's dime. Like if that was the case, like good on him. Like honestly, way, way to work the system. <laughs> like you look you look good by the end of this movie, Kevin. Like 
Yeah. You did. It was it was well done. I mean, whatever, man. Like, if that's what you wanted to do, like, I appreciate that someone paid you to do it. Yeah. I, I should be so lucky. I No one pays me to do anything beneficial <laughs> to my body. Yes. They pay me to sit on my ass all day. When we're good at it. I'm great at sitting on my ass all day. Yeah. It's a fantastic ass for sitting. It is. Did we learn anything else? I don't believe we did. <laughs> well, and on that note, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. <laughs>